Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. If you like this channel and the stuff that I cover on here, please like and subscribe so that I can keep doing this and letting you know the latest on all the horrible stuff that's happening around you. Yes, uh, I've got three articles here <clears throat> regarding what I'm just going to refer to as the Russian front. I'm sorry, but we're supplying weapons, we're supplying money, we have troops. Yeah, it's the Russian front. <clears throat> so, to get started, this first article, March 10th, six hypersonic missiles were used in the latest Russian attack. Ukraine confirms. Um, now, if I, if I recall correctly, hypersonic missiles was something that Russia was tinkering with, and, uh, they, they were trying to figure out how to, I don't know, put a certain type of radioactive material on the tip of these things. <clears throat> but now this is becoming a, a common, commonly used weapon. I find this to be very interesting, considering our military can't figure out how to make hypersonic missiles. This has been an ongoing issue for years. Currently, Russia is better at making this stuff than we are. Ukraine's military has confirmed that during Thursday morning's large missile barrage a very, on various cities and energy infrastructure across the country, which has now been tailed at 95 projectiles total, up to six hypersonic missiles were fired and were basically impossible to defend against. They go at a very high speed. They travel at a very low altitude. Mostly cannot be detected by radar. Yeah, how do you... You don't see it coming. How do you, how do you uh, counter that? The Ukrainian Armed for Armed Forces spokesperson said in a statement, the attack is large, is really large scale and for the first time using such different types of missiles. We see that this time as many as six Kinzhal uh, were used. This is an attack like I don't remember seeing before. So yeah, uh, this style of missile, this, this is basically the, the future of, uh, of warfare as it is because, uh, for one, they were using balloons because they're using old missile systems that could be shot down by, I don't know, the, the Patriot counter-missile system that we have uh, been using since the 90s. But this stuff, uh, good luck. Spokesperson for the Air Force Command of Ukraine continued in, uh, in televised words, so far we have no capabilities to counter these weapons. That's the point. In reference to the Kinzals, <clears throat> it was additionally revealed that six X-22 air-launched cruise missiles were fired. Importantly, the Kremlin itself admitted to deploying hypersonics on Thursday, but didn't say how many were used. Why would they? Leave it as a mystery. Why Why would you inform your enemy as to what you've been doing or are going to continue to do? This is horribly stupid. While there's been a handful of occasions over the past year of war that hypersonic of the year of war that hypersonic missiles have been fired, which have come few and far between, this is the first known time this many were deployed in a single day. This is true of any modern war. Given Ukraine, 
marks the first conflict which the cutting edge weapons have been actively deployed against real targets. Hypersonic speed is generally defined as a projectile that can reach Mach 5 or greater. Mach 5, five times the speed of sound. The Kinzhal is purported to travel at Mach 10 speeds, about 7,672 7, miles per hour, in an unpredictable flight path, making it nearly impossible for even the most advanced missile defense shields to shoot down. The advanced weaponry was first unveiled by Russian President Vladimir Putin in 2018 and is air-launched from TU-22M3 bombers or MiG-31 interceptors. So yeah, they've got a uh, <clears throat> nice little new tactic on their hands. Thursday's large-scale usage of hypersonics is likely also a signal to Washington and NATO warning that it must stay out. I don't think anybody's listening. And besides, with what's going on with our banking system right now, what is the best way to prop up an economy? Oh, I don't know. War. War is. They've known that since World War II. At the moment of deepening involvement due to shipping heavy weaponry like battle tanks. Yeah, this is uh, not turning out well. And uh, yesterday I finally watched the day after... I believe it's just the day after a 1982 film about what could possibly happen with things like this. But back then it was Germany, East and West Germany. And uh, no, now it's Ukraine. Thanks. Thanks, oh, Biden. Uh, here's unconfirmed footage of what could be the Kinzel from earlier this year. There's, uh, yeah, there's a, um, let's see your tweet. And no need to play that. The Kremlin also called Thursday's missile operation retaliation for the March 2nd cross-border terror attack incident on Russia's soil near Ukraine. This involved alleged groups of well-armed Ukrainian nationalists crossing into Russian southern Bransk, Bransk region and opening fire on villages, which killed two civilians and reportedly injured a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, Ukraine... There's still something called war crimes. These aren't military. Why are you attacking civilians? Uh, President Putin. Uh, President Putin had previously described uh, of the infiltrators. They opened fire on civilians. They saw that there were children in the car. Not looking good. <clears throat> so we have hypersonic missiles being deployed. On a regular basis now. Uh, that means that they have the means to manufacture them. They're willing to use them. And from my understanding, they can travel really, really long distances. Uh, we're not safe. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> Russian submarine pops up off the U.S. coast. Military expert says deployment resembles Soviet-style tactics. So this... He knows this is Russia, right? Russia's just the country that emerged after. So some of these people just irritate the crap out of me. Yeah, of course. It's the same people, you moron. <laughs> uh, 
U.S. Navy commanders are concerned that the emerging patterns of Russian nuclear submarine deployment off the U.S. coast could threaten American security. You think? Newsweek reported earlier this week that commanders and military observers are raising the alarm over Russian submarine fleet activity off the coast of the United States. They're not really saying which coast it is. According to officials, Russian submarines have also been spotted more frequently in the Mediterranean and near the shores of the United States. This is besides the Russian preoccupation. Yeah, this is besides the Russian preoccupation with the Ukraine war and the subsequent buildup of Russian forces and nuclear submarines in the Black Sea. Michael Peterson, director of the Russian Maritime Studies Institute... They have one? Um, that's new to me. Which researches the Russian military said there are indications that nuclear-powered submarines have been deployed off the coast of the United States and into the Mediterranean and elsewhere along European periphery. Peterson added, the Russian deployments resemble Soviet-style submarine tactics in the Cold War era. The, the planet really hasn't changed. And the... The geography of the United States hasn't really changed. So why would they, how would they differ? I don't understand that. This becomes more perceptible in the light of the announcement made by President, Russian President Vladimir Putin when he oversaw the commissioning of new vessels, including, uh, I'm just going to say nuclear powered submarine capable of launching ballistic missiles. Because <clears throat> that's one hell of a name. Putin said that his country would build more nuclear-powered submarines, ensuring Russia's security for decades to come. This is also compatible with the assessment that Russia has continued to work on expanding its nuclear submarine fleet. According to Russian experts, or according to military experts, the exact scale of the Russian nuclear submarine deployment remains unclear, but it has certainly seen a massive uptick in the last two decades. Russia has continued ramping up its submarine capability and has been conducting tests with its nuclear-capable Bulgarod submarine, which can launch underwater unmanned vehicles. So yeah, in January this year, reports indicate that Bulgarod completed a series of tests of the Poseidon torpedo mock-up hailed as a superweapon. Russia's nuclear submarines are everywhere. <gasps> The new boogeyman. The Russian Navy uh, boasts the most diverse submarine fleets in the world. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were into like ESG scores and stuff. The Russian Navy boasts the most diverse submarine fleets in the world. As a crucial component of a strategic deterrent, Moscow views some of these submarines as being able to launch ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads. I wonder if they paint rainbows on them, too. Ever since the Soviet Union fell apart in 1991, the country has been relentlessly working on upgrading its submarine forces, particularly in the last several years. Moscow has developed numerous submarines that can reach the most strategic targets in the United States and continental Europe. With an estimated 58 vessels, the Russian Navy oversees one of the largest submarine fleets. However, these vessels can be deployed worldwide, alarming U.S. commanders and challenging the U.S. naval influence. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I am still... 
Russian submarines are also present on the Pacific and the Atlantic. So I'm guessing, because they're not saying which coast, but I'm guessing both. Earlier, a Russian military journal recently claimed that the U.S. had apparently prepared plans to strike and neutralize Russia because of concerns it might be losing its global dominance. I, I would say that's pretty accurate. Earlier, Russia, uh, to combat this presumable threat, the journal suggested that Moscow could deploy a novel military strategy using nuclear weapons to deter potential American aggression. Ever since Russia launched the invasion of Ukraine, the use of nuclear weapons has become a recurrent, recurrent discussion with the nuclear threat never entirely off the table. Yeah, Russia has continued to venture its nuclear submarines into far seas despite a full-blown war being fought close to home, although military observers believe the Ukraine war would slow the formidable Russian Navy down to a couple of years. Uh, the current deployments are alarming the Pentagon. So yeah, nothing is really slowing these guys down, and... Um, I am not surprised. Um, I mean, Ukraine is a land-based war. Yes, there is the, the coast on, I think it's the Black Sea. But um, how many submarines do you need there? Really? And uh, currently, I believe the Ukraine is uh, deporting uh, grains to certain countries that need them. Uh, this was an agreement between Russia and Ukraine. And, um, so yeah, why would, why would they need 58 submarines along the coast of Ukraine if they're solely concentrated on Ukraine? No, um, they're going to deploy them to the people who are helping Ukraine. They're going to say stop or we'll do something. And, um, I don't know. We've, we've got Mr. Uh, Poopy Pants in office. So, uh, I just, uh, is he going to press the button? I don't know. Russia warns of nuclear attack after hack attack. Yeah, this was from Fox News. This is the last article I have to cover on here. And uh, hackers told Russians to take shelter immediately, take potassium iodine pills. Uh, hacked Russian TV and radio stations broadcast startling messages of a nuclear attack and urged residents to put on gas masks and run for cover. On Thursday, residents in eastern Russia were told to take potassium iodine pills and take shelter immediately during the hacked broadcast. According to a report from Metro, there was a strike urgently go to the shelter. Viewers of the TV were told as a map of Russia displayed the country turning red from west to east, sealed the premises, used gas masks of all types. In the absence of gas masks, use cotton gauze bandages. Because that's going to help. But it'll make you feel better. Screens also displayed a black and yellow radiation warning with a message urging people immediately to shelter. The messages were seen on TV and heard on radio stations in the Moscow and Slavorsk regions. The messages also interrupted programming in Yekaterinburg, Russia's fourth largest city. I have never heard of this place. 
The hack was widespread enough that it forced the Russian emergency ministry to respond, releasing a statement assuring residents that a false air raid alert was broadcast in Moscow after servers of radio stations and TV channels were hacked. Hackers have frequently targeted Russia with messages of fake attacks since the country launched its invasion of neighboring Ukraine, including a siren on February 22nd broadcasting an air raid alert and another broadcasting a missile threat less than a week later. The day before the latest attack, streaming services in Russia were hacked and taken offline during Russian President Vladimir Putin's address on the state of the nation. Yeah, I can see where that might piss him off. A group named IT Army of Ukraine, which formed shortly after the invasion, claimed credit for the attack on the streaming services, but has not claimed credit for the more recent dire warning on Russian TV and radio. They didn't, hmm, they did not claim credit. Uh, I would almost consider that more concerning. Because was it really them? That would be my biggest question. So yeah, uh, I'm also not seeing, so that is the, I mean, that's the end of the article here. Russians warned of nuclear attack after, yeah. Okay, so that happened as well. And uh, I would not be surprised if we started seeing stuff like that happening here. Um that would be that would be very concerning so um fortunately uh, i don't know about you but i did buy potassium iodide um i do have a i'm currently set up in a situation where if something like that did happen i could basically just hunker down where i'm at and um I think people need to really start making plans if something like that happens. Um, I know the city that I previously lived in, they did have old shelters in place. Um, but once once the Soviet Union fell, that turned into a basically a storage unit for old county files and uh, whatever furniture was outdated and people didn't want in their office anymore. So... These things are now defunct. They're, they're no longer in use. Meanwhile, Europe, Europe is refurbishing, replenishing, restocking all of their old shelters that they had previously. They're taking this seriously. Um, unfortunately, our government currently is not concerned about this, even though we have submarines off our coast. Submarines that are capable of doing horrible things. They're not concerned. They're more concerned about, oh, I don't know, bailing out the people who made horrible financial decisions by dumping all of their money into insolvent banks and uh, making sure that they get all their money back so they can continue to donate to their cause. That is, that is the important thing that our government is currently focusing on. Not East Palestine, not uh, these submarines off the coast. <clears throat> Nothing important. They're, they're not focusing on anything important. Anything that actually needs to be taken care of. No, oh, no, 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 no. They're getting angry phone calls from certain investors in, in, their, uh, in their election campaigns who uh, are wanting a favor. 
That is that is how our government is not functioning right. This is not a functioning government. This is something else. So, yeah, that that is what we're dealing with right now. And um, hate to leave it at that, but yeah, that's where we're at. So you you may want to start thinking about things that you can do, uh, preparations you can make. Moving certain non-perishable foods in the areas that you may have to stay in for periods of time. And buy some cat litter in a five-gallon bucket. Because that that could be a thing. Seriously. So, anyways, that's about it for me today. And um, keep on typing.